0: Welcome to the Consulting Pipeline Podcast. Today's episode is probably not going to be interesting to everybody. It's maybe most interesting to folks who are doing active, somewhat assertive email marketing. Just as a note, I'm recording this podcast, as they say in the UK, on the hoof, so there might be a little background noise. In fact, I think I just saw the tree trimming truck pull up just in time <laughs> to uh, maybe guest on this podcast. So I pruned my email list today. Let me wind back a bit here. I'm a big believer in email marketing. I email a lot, almost every weekday without fail, almost without fail, since January, uh, mid-January 2016. I love how with email it can work to build trust at scale in a sort of broadcast way, yet instantly convert into an intimate one-to-one conversation with a single button click. It was my friend and colleague Jonathan Stark who I think originally pointed out this aspect of email marketing to me, and it's just so powerful to be able to move from a broadcast to a sort of intimate One on one conversation. You can't really easily do that with podcasting or social media is kind of by default designed to not do that. So I love how that unique characteristic of email works in my business. I also love how high frequency publication gets me closer to that mythical 10,000 hour point much more quickly. And I get lots of meaningful feedback, interaction, and new business along the way as a byproduct of me working on developing my expertise, sort of out loud, sort of in public. But recently, my email list has started to have some disappointing qualities to it. There's been strong growth, but with a caveat that I'll get to later. But I've seen a real decline in... What I think of as vanity metrics, the open rate, the uh, click rate, the, um, you know, there's other metrics that email marketing software, I I happen to use uh, a piece of software called Drip at the moment. You know, there's other metrics that those pieces of software make it very easy to see and report on. And those, therefore, seem to be the metrics that we should pay attention to. I'm not convinced that they really are all that worthwhile. I think they're maybe most useful as a sort of sanity check. But beyond that, um, I've seen declines in the actual metrics that I do care about. And replies to the emails I send are really the one of the two most important metrics. I would say um, sales of products that are easy to sell through, through something like email marketing, like books and other low-cost information products might be the other metric that is most worth paying attention to. But if, you're, if you are in this, the business of selling services, then I would say replies to your emails are probably the most important single metric you could be paying, paying attention to. So I've seen declines really across the board, even as my list has gotten larger. Uh, Declines in vanity metrics, declines in the actual metrics that I care about. And so that's created this hunger in me to do something about it. I started to suspect that the strong growth in total list size was somewhat suspect, and I think the point at which I said, yeah, there's definitely something going wrong here is when a Rachel Maddow signed up for my list. Of course, it's not that Rachel Maddow. It's it's a spam sign up or somebody entered her email address into or what would appear to be her email address. I don't know if her email address is Rachel. I think it was Rachel at MSNBC.com. I could be remembering that wrong. I, I don't even know if that's our actual email address. But someone signed up with that email address, and that was the point at which I said, okay, there's I, there's definitely something going on here. This suspicion was further confirmed when I saw that two thousand about 2,600 subscribers of my total of 4,200 subscribers came from a single opt-in form that a friend... Had generously offered to place on a site of his that gets a lot of traffic. So that for me was um, it just was so out of scale with what I would expect something like that to perform that it really confirmed that most of my uh, approximately 10 new subscribers per day were garbage. Why would um, I mean I think some percentage of that is just automated bots finding forms and injecting email addresses into them. Why do why do people create those bots? I have no idea. But that at the end that doesn't really matter. What matters is what I do about it. You add to this equation the fact that the software I use, drip, has been having deliverability problems as of late. Now, all email service providers struggle with deliverability as far as I can tell, like, it's a constant struggle for them. But, um, you know, other people I know who are using Drip have also seen this sort of across-the-board reduction in vanity metrics. And so this just makes my self-induced problem, which I would describe as a list-quality problem, makes it somewhat worse. To be fair, to Drip, I, I think they've, for, at least from a technical perspective, addressed pretty well Um this deliverability problem, not so great from a customer service perspective, but what do you expect from a company that's playing the volume pricing game? And finally, I'm starting to take the whole idea of permission ever more seriously. Like I really, if if I want, if someone's going to be on my email list, I want to be sure, as sure as I can be, that I have their permission to uh, be communicating with them. So here's what I did. I'm going to describe some of the things I did. Like I said, this is probably not that interesting unless you're um, pretty seriously using email marketing, and then we're kind of uh, asynchronously comparing notes here. But here's what I did to try to make things better, and this is really the beginning of what in my mind is a 6- to 12-month experiment. So I switched all the forms where anyone can opt in to my email list uh, to double opt-in except for my main kind of mouth of my marketing funnel, which is uh, this um, landing page, positioningcrashcourse.com. And then there's a not quite identical, but very similar opt-in form on the homepage of my site. It's the most prominent thing on the homepage of my website. And it's also an opt-in form for this email course on positioning. So, That's still single opt-in, but prior to that, all the forms that I ever used anywhere for my email marketing were single opt-in forms. And now all those other forms are double opt-in. There just seemed to me, in the face of so many junky, um, clearly sort of spam or garbage opt-ins, there just seemed to be no better first step than to switch those to double opt-in. I made that change, I think, about a week ago. And I've already seen my list growth absolutely plateau. That's scary, honestly, if you have been used to this idea that your email list is growing at a rapid pace. But it's sort of, I was talking to my friend Kai about this recently, and I said it's sort of like feeling like you have a lot of energy and then discovering that someone's been putting you know, methamphetamines in your morning coffee or whatever, (laughs) it's sort of that feeling of like, oh, wait, that wasn't really legit. And that's exactly where I'm at now. It's like, okay, that growth that I felt like was really, really healthy was not healthy at all. It was, it was coming from junky, crappy um, spam signups, but sort of like, you know, the whole idea of, I should I should find out if this is really a real thing, you know, the idea that if you put a frog in a pot of water and just slowly increase the temperature like one degree a minute, the frog won't realize it's being boiled alive. That's kind of how I feel about where I arrived at with a list that's not as high quality as I would like. It was a slow, slow change, and just one day, you're like, wait a second, it's been months now that I've been receiving fewer replies to my emails than I'm used to, you know, fewer, again, relying on what I consider vanity metrics, fewer opens, fewer clicks, that kind of thing. Now, I'll admit it's entirely possible that the quality of my emails has not been as good. That's another possible explanation. I can do something, if that's the case, I can do something about that too, but um, for now, I'm starting with the stuff that's honestly, frankly easier to <laughs> to try to experiment with. So, switch to double opt-in forms on everything except the primary way that people might get onto my email list, that positioningcrashcourse.com landing page and the email course there. I'll mention a little bit more about that in a moment. So, Some of the opt-ins on my website allow people to get directly on my email list. Some of them are opt-ins to an email course that lasts about a week. And then after that, folks who join the email course are given the chance to buy my book, The Positioning Manual, for a 30% discount. And then after that, there's some automation that sets people up to start receiving my daily emails. That's how things used to be. What I've changed is I've added a two-week, putting air quotes around the word here, onboarding sequence. So that after someone opts in or after they finish that email course, but before they start receiving my daily emails, they get a uh, a two-week sequence, a drip sequence. That's a sort of best hits of previous daily emails. I want folks to get a sense of how I communicate with them if if they're on my email list, the fact that I communicate daily, that I sell and promote my own products and others somewhat assertively, and I just want people to be exposed to that. So I I put together a two weeks drip uh, sequence, and it serves as a sort of onboarding sequence or a, a sort of or, almost an orientation sequence. And after this sequence is over. This is another change I've made. I set Drip up to give them three days. New subscribers have three days to click to remain on my list. So if they double opted in, (laughs) this is actually a triple opt-in. If they didn't double opt-in, then it's a sort of delayed double opt-in. So three emails go out saying, hey, we don't have to do this. You don't have to be on my email list. You got the email course you signed up for. You got whatever it is you signed up for, if there was some sort of lead magnet or what have you. But you don't have to be on my email list. You, in fact, I. what happens if they choose not to opt in is they get deleted automatically, uh, meaning their drip, their drip account gets deleted. That's what I'm saying, gets deleted. I don't uh, put out a hit on them or anything like that. <laughs> but their, their drip account gets deleted. And they just get removed from my list unless... During that three-day period, they click the link to essentially opt in, um, not permanently because you can unsubscribe anytime from my email list, but opt in uh, for a longer duration. So that's the second big change I've made. And then the third big change I made is instead of sending uh, an automated welcome to my sort of inner circle of my email list email I just have Drip now set to email me so that I can welcome these people manually. Just, you know, quickly take the email that Drip sends me, uh, forward it to the person who chose to join my list after that initial onboarding sequence, and just say, hey, uh, welcome to my list. Let me know if you have any questions. Something very simple like that. So those are the changes I've made. I am going to be very curious to see how this all works out. I like to do these kinds of experiments for a minimum of three months. I think it's just very difficult to draw any conclusions from a shorter experiment. So, this is more likely to be a six to 12 month experiment. Of course, I expect an immediate increase in vanity metrics like open rate because I removed a little, a shade over 2,000 subscribers from my email list. It's now half the size that it was before. But, you know, what I'm most interested in, in measuring, is how provoked people are by my emails. Provoked in a good way. Not like, them's fighting words. We're going to fight. But, you know, provoked in a positive way. Motivated, encouraged, informed. That's what matters. That's what I'm trying to accomplish. You know, of course I need to make a living at this. So, of course, it needs to support healthy sales of the products and services that I'm, I'm putting out there. But ultimately what matters, I think, is how people react in in a way that's observable through activity in my inbox and my bank account to the content that that I'm sending out. So this technical stuff is part of it. The other part of it is it's entirely possible I've gotten a bit lazy or complacent or repetitive or tame in the email content I send out. That's the other lever that I can, on my end, can move. So... Down the road, there'll probably be another episode of this podcast where I update you on how this is going. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Talk to you next time.